Welcome to Redefining Reality, where we live at the intersection of wellness, business, and the birth of a global tribe. So relax your body-mind, open your heart, and recognize that we are the ones we've been waiting for. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of Redefining Reality. I trust that you're doing well, that you're enjoying your days, the ups, the downs, the wins, the losses. It's all learning. It's all growth. It's all part of this experience. And we'll talk a little bit about the ever-balancing nature of this life and all the different ways that we can uh, do that and experience that and seek that out and cultivate that for ourselves through this interview. Uh, but before we get into the interview, I got a few things to share. The first one being a sponsor through my friends at Audible. Audible is a fantastic service. This is audiobooks, audio programs, all on demand, all on your phone. And if you go to the affiliate link that I've got, audibletrial.com forward slash Brian Hardy, that will give you a 30-day free trial. And that gives you a choice of one audio book or program that you get to keep regardless of if you stay signed on to the service. And the recommendation that I've got for today would be one that uh, I've really, really been enjoying and been listening to as of late, and that is The Values Factor by Dr. John Demartini. Fantastic book. Fantastic teacher, and yours free for 30 days. Well, more than 30 days. The service for 30 days and the book for life. So do yourself a favor and uh, make that happen because if you're like me, it's not always easy to find time to sit and read. If you have a commute on public transit, if you, you, know, if you really value it, you make the time. But I prefer to listen. At least the first time through a book, I prefer to listen and then if it's really good and I really vibe with it, I'll go back and read the hard copy. Uh, so that's a great service for any of us that uh, want to turn what would otherwise be downtime or you know wasted time, like driving or grocery shopping, into learning or expanding your mind. So that's, again, that is audibletrial.com forward slash Brian Hardy. Check it out. I also have an Amazon link. And all that is is a link you click through, it brings you to amazon.ca. Um, and if you're gonna buy things through Amazon, why not go through my link? Because it doesn't cost you anything and it takes a small percentage from Amazon and directs that over to the podcast, um, which is incredibly helpful, especially if people are buying bigger ticket items than those small percentages. It's something like four to 8%, depending on the item. Those small percentages add up and uh, it really makes a difference and I really appreciate it. So you can bookmark that link. So anytime you wanna to go to amazon.ca, you click the bookmark and uh, you send a small percentage over to the podcast. Much appreciated. All of the show notes for this episode, uh, including some of the links to things that we mentioned are over at brianhardy.ca forward slash astrology. Again, that's brianhardy.ca forward slash astrology. And uh, the song that you will find at the end of this podcast is Through Us by Nako and Medicine for the People. And it seemed like a very fitting song because as we were chatting in the interview, um, and this interview is a special interview in that I sat down with my partner, my lover, my friend, the lovely Lauren Alexandra Mulhern. And uh, we dove into the gifts that she has to offer through astrology and through something called evolutionary soul astrology. Um, it's been very impactful on myself, impactful on, on friends and people I know who have taken her up on her services. Um, because I've, I've been skeptical in the past of astrology. And uh, when I really got to see more of the science behind it 
and how detailed it is and how illuminating it can be for bringing awareness to certain aspects of ourselves, um, I sort of became a convert, right? And I sort of, uh, not sort of, I, I really value that, uh, that perspective. And it, it really offers a good uh, viewpoint, an empowering viewpoint, if you're able to, uh, to treat it as such and embrace the challenges, embrace the harsh aspects, as she might say. So you will find uh, links. You'll find uh, all the information to follow her if you're into astrology, if you want a personalized reading. All that stuff is over at, uh, at the blog post. And without further ado, I am going to get into it. Oh, no, one more ado. We did this recording uh, outside in a beautiful garden in Mississauga here. The weather was just gorgeous, and we wanted to change it up. Wanted to bring it outside and uh, just connect to nature, soak up the sunshine, and enjoy our time. And so the audio is, you know, is clearly outside. You can hear things, birds. Uh, I think a plane or two went overhead. But I trust that uh, it doesn't interfere with the quality of the conversation. So enjoy. Maybe you know, maybe it'll help transport you into feeling like you're outside. That was sort of the intention, that we can bring you into our vibration and uh, enjoy, as always, ratings, reviews, and subscriptions via iTunes for the podcast are much appreciated. And uh, I'll wrap up there because I feel like I've been chatting your ear off. So thank you, as always, for listening. Have a gorgeous day and keep redefining reality. We are here. It is a sunny beautiful warm spring day in Mississauga Ontario we're actually positioned in the rhododendron gardens along Lakeshore I'm surprised you could pronounce that I had no idea how it was pronounced rhododendron rhododendron the only reason I know that is because my mom told me about or I heard her talk about those flowers as a kid um, but what a amazing little oasis it is it is in the middle of the city um, definitely come and check it out and so that's what we're doing for, for today this this episode is coming to you straight from mother nature's bosom <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful outdoors and uh, I mean it's springtime vitamin D is officially available again for us Canadians and the inspiration is here yes the seasons changing things are springing uh, fresh growth all sorts of Rebirth. Yeah. Yeah. On all levels. Mental, spiritual, even physical. I've been noticing a lot of physical changes. Yeah. It's all connected. Mm -hmm. It's all connected. And we're going to dive into a bunch of that today. We're going to dive into a bit of your story. What makes you tick. Some of the magic that you bring. And um, I'm looking forward to it. Because... Me too. And so forgive us if there are planes or birds. Well, don't forgive us if there's birds. You can thank us if there's birds. <laughs> right on cue. Um, yeah, so the audio obviously is going to be a little bit different, having uh, the natural soundtrack. But I think it's going to work well. And I hope that it transports you to a beautiful, serene place in your mind's eye as you listen to this and as you connect with the vibrations that we're sending out. So with that said, I'm here with the lovely, my love, my partner in play, Lauren Mulhern. Alexandra Mulhern. Alexandra. <laughs> <laughs> I, can edit, I can edit this however you want. Um, <laughs> no editing. <laughs> we don't edit around here. We don't edit. This is raw and unfiltered. <laughs> raw and unfiltered. And... Um, yeah, for those of you that don't know, Lauren has been by my side and inspiring and supporting me for the last, ooh, it's been a while. I don't know how many months. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a magical adventure. And um, similar to the spring season of lots of growth, I've definitely experienced a lot of that through relating. Um, <laughs> and we can talk potentially a little bit about this as we go. But I want to focus on you and some of the gifts that you have and some of the magic that you share. Um, Thank you. 
Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's awesome. People need to need to know about it, and especially people like me, who were skeptical of astrology. Mm-hmm. A lot of people I find are skeptical of astrology, skeptical of a lot of things. Um, but that's a particular one that stands out. Right. And at least in my experience, having you break it down in a more detailed fashion that isn't just like, okay, when are you born? What day, what month, what year? What's your sun sign? Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Which is a very surface level understanding. Correct. And so, and so, um, I want to dive into a bit of that, right? And you, the way that you frame it is evolutionary soul astrology. And so I'm curious, if we, let's just give people a little taste of how it is you came to be invested in astrology and coaching people around that and sharing with that um, and having that be such a big part of your life. I've always had a huge interest in getting to know people at an inner level ever since middle school. And so I remember just with people that I would like have a crush on or something like I would find out their birthday and like like find out their sun sign and that's kind of what what drew me in at first just the aspect of like getting to know someone on a deeper level (laughs) without them maybe perhaps knowing it um creepily enough anyway so the idea of like really observing someone's chart and you can find your own chart just on any um there's many websites that do it online to find your birth chart or a natal chart it's called and if you have the birth time that's even better because you can find out your rising sign which is um essentially governs both your outer appearance and also the kind of theme of your life And so the rising sign is very important because it directs a lot of your energies in this incarnation. And so yeah, getting back to how I began this journey, I really just started observing my own chart and the the chart of others and then also combining the two charts together to see how compatible they actually are with each other. And so this is called synastry and it's combining the two charts of when two people were born and seeing how the particular planets relate to one another. I have to make a note of this. One thing that people really trip up on is the sun sign and if there isn't a compatible sun energy, for example, if someone's, you know, sun in Gemini and their partner's sun in Pisces, oh, can't be compatible. That's not necessarily true. Astrology has so many layers and we are never embodying only one planet at one time. There are archetypes of the planets, for example, the sun embodies, you know, when we're at, when we're being willful, when we're, it's like our core inner fire. But the moon energy is totally opposite to that. It's our inner nature who we are and things like this so we're not always in our sun energy and we're not always in our moon energy and it's extremely layered and I like to tell my clients this and oftentimes quite contradictory because humans are full of contradictions and ultimately through my studies I realized that harmonizing these differences through acknowledging them first and foremost is possible we can be walking contradictions and it doesn't have to be so confusing you accept the states of being as they come let them slip away and kind of watch them come and go like a wave so to speak okay so there's a lot there lots there lots there lots there i mean the more I learn, and I'm really seeing that, you know, you, you undertook this as sort of a, uh, you know, they say all knowledge is self-knowledge, mm-hmm. right? So astrology is one of the most ancient forms of self-knowledge, yeah. right? Um, and then they, you know, there's this 
the universe is paradoxical in nature, so it makes a lot of sense that, you know, quote-unquote contradictions or paradoxes that, you know, maybe the Western logical mind thinks have uh, an issue or are an issue. Right. Um, really aren't if we can be more accepting and more flexible. Right. With our sort of perspective on how, you know, how our lives or how our relationships should look. Uh-huh. No, that's that's definitely true. And I definitely came to love and know astrology as a way of self-inquiry. Um, you want to... I always was assuming that there's something different. There's something on the horizon. Like, what else is there other than this mundane reality? And astrology has shown me that there are energies at work far beyond what we perceive on the day-to-day basis and having observed um, the charts of many many people before I you know started my business I just I was like this is this is legit this shows me so much about someone I could sense the energy just by looking at someone's chart because the aspects in someone's chart embody archetypes and these archetypes especially because so many people are unconscious of them embody them so fully and you can see it play out in their personality so for me it was like the way I, it came to be true for me was through looking at people's charts and, ob- and observing how this played out for them. And then seeing again and again these similarities and how from one person to the next and how it would, like, played out with one person and it was so similar in another person. And it just became very real. Okay. And for those who haven't heard about archetypes before... Um, the only understanding I have a, a pretty surface understanding I think of some of the archetypes that Carl Jung discussed um, at least in terms of male archetypes there's the whole king warrior magician lover mm-hmm. um, which have been really helpful in my experience for a lot of men that I speak to it, it helps us sort of get a sense of self and, and time and season um, and so would, would you say essentially an archetype is like uh, a a character structure or model or embedded in the collective unconscious so you know you go around the world and you meet people that embody these same archetypes over and over and over again you know the damsel in distress is one Um, the technician is the other the lover is another and this really plays into the tarot as well the tarot is all to do with archetypes right and how i love the tarot because it spells out for you kind of it's it talks to you through archetypes and you have to kind of you read you read it like a sentence anyways that's that's a whole nother a whole mm. nother thing but i always say to people because there are many archetypes at work within an individual chart for example when you have an aspect like jupiter trine uranus so this means the trine aspect has to do with the fact that it's in harmonious relationship to each other so jupiter if in my chart is trine uranus these two planets are supporting each other it's like uranus is giving jupiter insights and jupiter is already um very optimistic and flamboyant but uranus is giving it this like electric shock and into an insight into the universal mind So what archetype is that? And I found it to be the magician archetype. And there's many um, magicians that are kind of coming into power these days and realizing how their power to create is infinite. Everything is just an exact mirror of our own reality. But 
observing these archetypes, you can see how, you know, you have one, the magician, for example, and then you have another, um, which could be the, the scorned lover, for example, which could be, you know, Venus opposition Pluto. And the more kind of negative archetype, you could be identifying with that a whole lot more than your creative magician powers, so to speak. So I try and say to my clients, when you're too much in one aspect of your personality, it's time to take a step back. It's time to not identify with the patterns of thought or complexes at work and really come back into your meditation and realize that you are the space beyond these archetypes. We can utilize the archetypes because we know that the energy of our personal chart is more readily available to us, but we don't have to identify fully with them. And so I think that's the key because archetypes are real and if they are unconscious, they can run our lives. But if we make them conscious, we can be completely transcendent and not and pretty much flow freely between expressing whatever we want through any archetype without being fully identified in it. Mm. So it's like that rigidity, mm -hmm. right? Over-identification, rigidity, clinging yes. to a certain, a certain archetype, a certain way of being right. that often creates that stress right. Right? or that, that turmoil, that inner turmoil. Or imbalance. Imbalance, yeah. So swinging too far to one side. Right. Right, and then in the and then because of that, you're not able to honor the other side, right? Which might hold the real gift. Usually does, right? Right. I was yeah. I was just saying this to Brian this morning. Is that all of the so-called harsh aspects or negative aspects within someone's chart? That's just areas of tension. That's just areas to bring more compassion to, to bring more light to, because ultimately working through these things and bringing light to them is the greatest gift we could ever we could ever give to ourselves because we're healing we're becoming more whole we're becoming more harmonious and um free free flowing to express but um yeah one thing is if people are very identified with these rigid ways of being maybe they're not tapping into their more creative side like for example someone who has a lot of saturn so if they have saturn which is the archetype of the the father and the repressor if saturn is sitting in harsh aspect on your sensitive moon energy there's a harshness to you you don't let others get very close and this could be like a major way that people perceive you and the way that you perceive your, yourself because maybe you are very emotional, but you feel this block and can't express it. And so you do have this other archetype within you, let's say Mercury trine Neptune. So that's harmonious and Neptune actually spiritualizes like your way of thinking, but you're not utilizing it because maybe you're too much in the other, the other way of thinking, the other way of being. So that's why I like astrology because I'm like, listen to my clients, like, this is kind of everything at work within you. Where are you right now? Like, what are you experiencing right now? And how can we balance out again? Because I find that many people, it's so hard. We're all, ultimately everything is in balance, but you know, in your mind and in your body, sometimes we feel like we might be too much in the mind or too much in our senses or too much you know, in our emotions, like we really need to strike a balance on a daily basis and it's a consistent um, effort or not effort. I don't really practice. appreciate that light. Yeah, it's practice. It's moment to moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you got to direct like some sort of energy and, and focus towards it. Um, but when you're able to flow with it, then I guess that it won't feel like a struggle, mm -hmm. right? It's like, I always think about that, like for, when talking about work, right? It's like work ideally isn't a struggle. It could be hard, 
It could be tiring, it could be taxing, it could be challenging, it likely will be, especially if you're trying to do something big or something, you know, that's like in line with your soul's destiny in a sense. Mm -hmm. But if you can maintain that bigger perspective and viewpoint and see like, okay, I'm just a human, I'm doing this thing, I'm here, I'm divinely led through my experiences. And I'm, I'm dealing with karma. I'm approaching my karma with compassion and the grand scheme of things perspective because that really lessens the struggle if you don't ask why me why me mm. if you need to look at things in the grand karmic scale on the grand karmic scale i should say it's like mm. the wheel of fortune everything's shifting everything's changing you will always get what you have worked for or deserved or you know it's it's a balance actually because it's you do create your reality but I also feel that many events are faded mm. it's a mixture yeah. you know how do you respond to the faded events in your life is free will but some events are karmic some events are have to happen because that is your that is what you've agreed to agreed to and mm -hmm. that is what your soul needs to rebalance out the scales mm. it's all a process of rebalancing really and that's what i'm finding and that's why i have recently started my own business called balance therapy combining energy work astrology tarot and guided meditation to help people achieve this harmonious state not only between you know the masculine and feminine between the different elements so mm. fire water earth and air and between the active and passive forces that are within ourselves yeah well i love it and i love how on like the smallest scale to the largest scale how this whole balance always exists right and so we can experience it through like our physical health um, and having to bring more balance to that and I know like Ayurveda mm -hmm. has been a, a, a big inspiration for you as of late absolutely in terms of like combining certain types of foods and eating seasonally mm -hmm. um, certainly yeah Ayurveda speaks of the different doshas or energies within the body and we all have a mixture of the three and I'm still such a student with regards to this, but I have to share a couple things that really resonated with me. That they had it right because for a while, I'm a very skinny girl um, with, you know, not the best digestion. And I was eating raw foods for the longest time and thinking, you know, why isn't this sitting right with me? And it's because my dominant dosha is Veda. And the Veda dosha is airy, cool, and light. So how do you bring Veda into balance? You eat warming, grounding, sweet foods. And so in switching from a raw diet to a more soothing, um, like, soups and warm oatmeal and just warming foods in general bone broth bone broth things like that it completely grounds my energy and i don't feel bloated and i feel completely balanced in balanced happy happy gut happy brain mm. so true so so true um and i mean for people listening uh, a little brief throwback is that you know you took a, you had a doctor prescribe you antibiotics for a year um, yes for skin condition and so that definitely put your system through <laughs> one hell of a time yeah so don't take antibiotics unless you absolutely need them folks because antibiotics completely throw off the balance of things and so hence why I'm in search of balance, not only on a spiritual level and a psychological level, but a physical level as well, which is why Ayurveda appeals to me because it's tapped into how do we um, 
bring something into balance by using its opposite. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in Ayurveda, you know, this is a ancient science, over 5,000 years old, it stems from India and sort of combines uh, nutrition and yoga and spirituality um, and is their main system of medicine, right? I mean, nowadays, probably Western medicine has pe uh, penetrated pretty deeply, um, but it's been around a long time and there's a ton, a ton of wisdom to be had there. And it's just a great reminder that, you know, we might see people on YouTube or Instagram that are, you know, promoting a certain type of diet or lifestyle and to not get caught up in that, right? To treat everything as an experiment and to try it and to be honest with how it makes you feel and how it reacts with your system. Um, but not to get so overly identified with a certain way of eating or not eating being or thinking or whatever it is that ends up actually you know doing us more harm than good yes and um, one thing especially that I've learned recently for myself is like it's not even so much what I eat that throws me off balance it's how I eat it and how much of it I eat and Ayurveda talks so much about being present with your food and being not being distracted and being grateful and sending intention into your food because we can change the structure of the things around us just through the vibration of our heart just through the vibration of our thoughts and i was just reading yesterday it was saying don't eat if you're thirsty and don't drink if you're hungry because if you're hungry then the digestive enzymes in your body are like getting ready to go and the digestive fire is building increasing don't dilute the digestive fire with liquids mm-hmm yeah the agni they call it agni in Ayurveda you want to keep fire. it strong and burning bright and um, you know, they talk about how when your agony is weak then you get the buildup of ama or toxins in the body mm -hmm. um, speaking of fire you're such a fiery <laughs> such a fiery personality which I fire is my least dominant element and so getting to know Brian has been completely out of my comfort zone and such an integrative process because I feel like I've had to integrate fire in general into my life well you're welcome Thank for you. that yeah and um similarly i mean so yeah in terms of your astrology is it more watery Should actually I? No. no i'm mostly earth and air earth and air mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. but there i have my rising sign is Scorpio. And so that's probably why many people perceive me as so watery. Mm. Um, and two, Pluto is my dominant planet. And this is something that I love to do for my clients is I have a program that actually calculates percentages of your dominant planet and your dominant element. And that is so, so important for me to see because even if you're a Pisces, a water sign, you could totally have air as your dominant element, which, could, which completely changes the nature of a personality. Mm. But yeah, so it's, it's very layered. It's very layered. And that's why I like to do these at least an hour sessions with my clients so I can tap into how they experience life and then so to as provide some guidance in how to rebalance and how to maximize um, the gifts that they have and work through the karmic imprints that exist within their psyche mm. yeah I love that I love that and it really reminds me of some of this teachings of Dr. Demartini that I've been going through recently and his whole thing is about balance and equanimity and um, how our minds tend to have a one-sided perspective of, of reality 
Um, but our soul always is looking for integration. Mm-hmm. The soul remem- remem- remembers everything, um, which is a trippy thought to think about, right? Um, but it makes sense. And you hear about people who will go and do like a rebirthing process and like re-experience their birth or experience a past life or experience like... There are so many accounts of people having these experiences. So, I mean, it's hard to deny right. that that is the case, right? That right. there is this soul aspect that's like the more true essential us right that's sort of guiding us along this path mm-hmm. well, that's Libra the rebalancing that's that's Libra and the transformation that's Scorpio um, they all all the signs represent a journey within within humanity within cycles Aries is forging ahead Taurus is building foundation Gemini is once you've built that foundation going out and connecting with others Um, Cancer is once you're out in the world what do you want to do you want to come home after that and have a family Leo is romance and children the sixth house again is finding true purpose that's Virgo's house it's again filling life with service and then after that partnership with Libra um, Scorpio the transformation phase after you're transformed what do you want to do you take Sagittarius's arrow and launch yourself into the sky and share with humanity what you've learned um, Capricorn is building a solid foundation for yourself once you've done that coming around full circle and really making a name for yourself on the grand level in front of an audience um, Aquarius is humanitarian ideals so once you have that success once you have that outreach what do you want to do do you want to use it for the good that's Aquarius's realm the collective and then Mm. what's above and beyond the collective is the collective unconscious which is Pisces territory and this is all about what is hidden repressed unseen what is mystical magical what drives you crazy what gives you what brings you into delusion what shatters your illusions it's pisces is so vast and undefinable my moon actually sits in the 12th house so it has tinges of pisces and i and that's kind of what i that's my intuition right there i can really tap into the collective through my moon being in the 12th house because it has to do with the unconscious and what everyone else kind of is experiencing and they say that people that have planets in the 12th house very gifted but can be kind of scattered because they're sponges you need to cleanse your aura on a regular basis because you're a sponge for other people's energy and extremely empathic Mm. important stuff to remember definitely important stuff to remember and it's all part of self-care right just as we care we get sleep we drink water we eat good food we exercise you know all these things we have relationships you gotta have your energetic hygiene right on point right. i think for myself it's a point that i don't often pay a lot of attention to i mean i'll burn palo santo or sage and do sort of a smudge down like that right which if you've never experienced i highly recommend especially if you just feel heavy or if you live with people that have heavy energy um, you're just going through a stressful time like having a little bit of that around or an essential oil that has similar properties like a very clearing sort of essential oil can just work wonders frankincense and lavender I, I believe are the two highest vibration essential oils is what I heard recently however mm. I think frankincense is endangered so maybe stick um, with the lavender but another another thing that I, I read in a book was that if you're feeling like you have you like you picked up a lot of negativity and you're not really sitting in that negativity usually um, and you just doesn't doesn't feel like your energy I read that even stepping into the shower for a minute and rinsing your entire body allows your aura to come inward and then re-emerge once you exit the shower so it's that you know rebirthing almost again mm. feeling cleansed by the water which I find Mm. especially if you're very um if you're very you know dominant masculine energy water can do wonders for you to rebalance and just cool you 
cool you down. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me how, you know, getting into that and knowing and knowing that I'm a fire dominant individual, um, just how amazing it feels. And I just spent a week down in South Florida and waking up each morning, not every morning, but most mornings and riding our bikes to the beach and doing some stretching, some movement, some grounding, and then jumping into the water. You come out of the ocean like a new person. And it's incredible. And you're so clear and your mind is clear. My yeah, that breath totally is... applies to you because you're absolutely fire. You need... But no, you know what? You, in particular, are actually very watery too. But I think that there it just needs to be more integrated. Mm. It's within. It's just you're actually water and fire dominant. So there is a balance, but maybe you're just not fully tapping into it yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. But you're definitely coming into it more, I have to say. That makes Probably sense. Probably because of me. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Feminine side of things and the feminine uh, receiving and flowing and all those things that I'm able to learn from you is definitely, yeah, it's helping me know more of myself and feel more whole, feel more free, which is great. It's really great. Because you don't want to be burned up by an over-identification with fire and just sort of torture yourself, which I think I've done on, on various occasions. Um, <laughs> or, another... you know, like fire, you know, fire always wants to think in the future and it's going, 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 but you got to ground too. you got to mm. ground your ideas in order to make something lasting and concrete fire is the initiator but how do you sustain right mm. through grounding through being identifying more with um, the earth element which makes a lot of sense and I think is why I love being outside and mm -hmm. sort of uh, teaching from that place mm -hmm. about plants and herbs and gardening and natural fitness and climbing trees and picking fruit and all these things that I'm really realizing are such a core part of who I am and like the gifts that I have mm -hmm. and they really sustain me right um, so it's definitely something I've been more aware of and like wanting to do uh, foraging workshops and yeah, uh, more retreats out in nature and there's one thing I wanted to talk about just when you were going through the list of the, the, the various sort of stages and yeah. the planets um, and the how signs. Well, the, the signs, signs the signs the, yeah, the houses right yes okay. so the signs and so the Aquarius right and so right now we're in the Aquarian age mm -hmm. um, in the different movements that are happening and the different things that are taking place and mm -hmm. like just for example yesterday we spent the day up at the luminous center for consciousness advancement which is an amazing place that's being developed it's operational right now but it's being developed and worked on and we went up there to volunteer um, and there was another you know there was a small group of people that were up there just helping out connecting to the land volunteering um, and things like that are becoming increasingly needed and increasingly available to where you can get out of the city you can connect to the earth you can do a sweat lodge you can do a plant medicine ceremony you can do fasting and breath work and journaling and you know just all these different things that really bring about that wellness right yeah. that holistic wellness and that naturalness and that, that natural state of being without feeling so uptight yeah which i mean if you're stuck in the city it's very easy to fall into that mm -hmm. sort of unnatural rhythm right and, and have yourself vibrating at a at a pace that's not sustainable um, and so I know for myself, I think probably for you, we want to build more of that into our everyday experience, right? Mm -hmm. So that we can flow between the two. We can do our work in the city, we can get out, we can connect, we can ground and have that sort of sustainable yeah. pattern, right? Yeah. Or integrated pattern. Um, Aquarius is a brilliant s sign because Aquarius is ruled by Uranus. And Uranus brings insights into what they say the mind of God. So it's insights that are very, very fast and illuminating in nature. So anytime you have this kind of epiphany moment, that is Uranus. Mm. 
at work. And so having that essentially as an era right now, there's huge shakeups, huge revelatory insights at work and huge humanitarian enterprises being embarked upon to really garner support in honor of the collective, in honor of the earth. And as we're moving into the future, the 11th house, which is ruled by Aquarius, is also hopes and dreams and ideals. And that's what we need. We need people that are brave enough to act upon their ideals because blasé, non-imaginative thinking does not serve us now. Yeah. It seems at this point it's like anti-evolutionary, right? Because we've Absolutely. A, we've established means of survival we've established you know certain level of security and society and order um, and built you know built an incredible uh, no matter where you look at it whether you think about it as incredibly destructive or incredibly productive you know sort of like I'm talking about like uh, post-world war two industrial development it's built a foundation and an infrastructure um, and so now it's like our opportunity to use that foundation, right? That sort of like our parents' generation worked a lot for. Yep. That was their ideal. To build upon that and really get creative and collaborative and like create new things. Things that haven't been done before um, or things that haven't been done in a long time in a new way. Right? Rebirthing, yep. repurposing the old. Yeah. Um, to create that unity. That's absolutely Aquarius and Uranus at work. Yeah, so it's exciting times. Mm -hmm. It is exciting times. It is a beautiful time to be alive. Such a blessing, really, to be here and to be experiencing this and to have other conscious, you know, or semi-conscious beings um, to relate to and to bounce things off of and to create with, right? To inspire each other's dreams and to hold each other accountable to making it happen. Absolutely. And I just want to say one thing for anyone that's interested in astrology, especially because my astrology business I've called Evolutionary Soul Astrology. And so I want to teach people how to utilize the energies at work and bring them out in the higher turn of the spiral. Because anything, depending on your will, can be enacted within the higher vibration or the lower vibration and something within every person's chart is that they have the north node so wherever the north node sits is where you're going in this life and wherever the south node sits is kind of where you've been in the past and things that you've integrated in the past and so the south node north node is extremely important for telling me someone's you know life direction and talents gifts karmic imprints that in itself is extremely extremely important so you could either go online or you could um, book with me for a private reading and we can discuss more about that and yes so and yeah so for people that want to connect what is the best way to do that? Is it Facebook? Is it an email? Is it Instagram? How do people follow you and find you? Currently, I would say follow my Facebook called Balance Therapy Coaching because within that business, I'm integrating astrology, energy work, all of the above. And if you send me a message on there, we can chat because I'm very passionate about helping people discover their purpose within the cosmos and also rebalance on both the spiritual level on the emotional level on the mental level and i'm confident that i really have a gift in helping people figure that out so yeah balance therapy coaching or you could add my personal facebook um lauren mulhern yeah i just want to say that i have seen it i have witnessed it I've experienced it, that ability to tap in and illuminate certain things for people. Um, 
both personally and when I've seen you do some readings just in casual settings, like at a party. Someone's like, oh, can you do my reading? I was like, okay. And, you know, they're having like serious revelations and sort of breakthroughs and um, this is very impactful. It is. It's a very, very impactful experience. And I don't really take the credit for that. Like this is spirit working through me and astrology is my gift and way of helping humanity unlock patterns, unlock energy blocks, becoming more empowered, becoming more confident in the fact that there is a purpose behind all of this um, supposed, you know, not synchronistic events and disease or lack of flow. I, I know that astrology helps me show people that they are able to transcend all of these things but that there's also a greater a greater pattern a greater fill in the blank at work here yeah it's just you know we're all part of a grand story or a grand cosmic play mm-hmm. and we each have a part to play and a role to fulfill um, but the archetypes at work yes like you can embody the archetype for sure, but I say do not get too identified with it because you can be more than just one archetype. You can be everything. You can literally be everything, anyone, anything in your life. Mm. Sexy, cute, fun, you know, smart, intelligent, the badass, the nice girl. Like, don't limit yourself. In any given moment, that is a different moment. You are a different state of consciousness. There is no center. And so I'm going to end off there because I think that's a really beautiful thought that we are just endless beings flowing through moments. And in any given different moment, we are a different state of consciousness with no center. Amen and aho. That is some good wisdom. (laughs) Chew on that one, folks. And um, if you feel called, if you're inspired, if you're intrigued, then reach out, find Lauren, find her online, send her a message. Um, You'll find all of the notes for this podcast. I've been taking some notes and I'll have some links included. That'll be over at the blog at brianhardy.ca forward slash astrology. That's brianhardy.ca forward slash astrology. And you'll find everything there linked up. And before we sign off, we have to mention a very exciting upcoming uh, opportunity to really engage with a lot of this, experience mm-hmm. a lot of this, and you know, with us, with us, exactly. <laughs> so we're hosting a retreat in August. This is August fifth to seventh to seventh, and that's on a private island. Grasshopper Island, it's called, mm-hmm. and also it's called Spirit Island. So I imagine it's quite the mystical adventure with lots of animals running around, and we are extremely excited. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. We're going to have yoga, we're going to have eccentrics, we're going to have amazing food, we're going to have times to really dive deep into ourselves and to share. Uh, and to connect with what's true for us and to find freedom through that. Uh, we're going to have time, just downtime, just relaxing, whether you want to do some kayaking, swimming, paddle boarding, like, journaling, canoeing, hiking, <laughs> like any, anything and everything. Um, it's going down on this island. There are a limited number of spots. So if you're interested, get at us ASAP. Both men and women are welcome. And I have to mention that. It's going to be a powerful, energetic shift for everyone. Every night, we're going for two nights, and we're having a blissful um, campfire ceremony. So that will be extremely impactful for those involved, and I will definitely um, bring in and bring forth messages from the tarot that I receive and that I think are important for the collective to understand and to know. And just by virtue of us being together, I think that it will be very, very powerful 
and cleansing as you were saying before to just be in nature to be <clears throat> by the lake and to experience the connection yeah surrounded surrounded by a beautiful body of water and um, it is you know literally the all the things that we're the most into packaged into an amazing weekend on a private island with a group of other people that are into that mm -hmm. so it's going to be fantastic and we have a chef that we just got on board that is truly epic and i could not feel more secure with his um talents and abilities to really bring together this like healthy grounding food for us because for me my major passion in life these days has been eating eating well and good and with awesome company <laughs> oh yeah mm -hmm. so if that sounds like you which uh, I imagine if you made it through this episode it probably is then reach out to us either one of us on Facebook um, or via email and uh, there'll be further promotions coming as the time grows closer but uh, we would be honored and blessed to share that time and space with y'all so I want to thank you with y'all <laughs> that's my that's my inner southerner coming out yeah. and, we love um, you mm -hmm, thank you for listening be well Keep redefining reality and keep honoring yourself on this amazing journey that we call life. And keep supporting Brian because he's amazing. He's a teacher and he's dope as hell. Thank you. You're welcome. That goes for you too. <laughs> okay. Ciao for now, folks. Burning up in 
Thank you for listening, my friends. You know what to do. If you appreciated this episode, head on over to iTunes. Give this podcast a subscription, a rating, and a review. It helps so much with getting more people to find the show, to tune into the show, and to potentially change their lives because of the information and the guests that we have on. So that would be so much appreciated. Until next time, love your life and keep Redefining Reality.